You're listening to She of the Wild, growing our souls through creativity with Beth Mori. That's me! bedroom slash anywhere where I have to sit and be quiet because podcast recording requires quiet is really hard for me and that's something I should work on but still I also feel less inspired there Um, and my ideas usually come to me out and about and then I write them down or I write notes on them and then I take them the notes back home and the spark is gone from them now maybe that's because I'm unprofessional I just should I should just push through I don't know or, or it's legit. I have no idea. Um, but I am going to try something different. And that thing is this. I am going to let myself be myself and record things uh, out and about, which is what I'm doing today. Um, this will be an experiment. That's okay. Um, if it's not for you, that's fine. If it is, great. I'm glad you're staying. Um, yeah, let's just see how it goes. So quality will be a little bit less. Maybe I'll invest in something that I can record on the fly with, um, with higher quality. But for now, it's you, me, and my phone. So today I want to talk about women's circles and how not to run them. (laughs) So I love women's circles a lot. I have been a member of a women's circle since, um, say 2013 or so. Um, One started up in my city. I went to the first meeting and I never stopped going, basically. Um, The women's circle has changed um, and it's always in flow, which is, you know, right for a women's circle, right? Um, And also at some point I took it over. I was really excited about it. I've always loved the idea of women's circles and had actually wanted to start a women's circle for years before I joined the one that started up here. Um, And I didn't because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, basically. So when one started, I was super psyched that I could finally have this experience of the women's circle and not have to be in charge of it. Then, after years of attending it, um, the, the leader, you know, wanted to step away. So I was like, hey girl, I could take over. That's totally how I said it. And by that, I mean, that's totally not at all how I said it. But she, um, I think she asked if I was interested. I was like, definitely. Um, And I ran with it thinking that 
attending a women's circle would be enough. And I just feel like, and I'm not sure the former leader who then eventually took it back over because I pleaded with her to take it away from me. Um, I don't know that she would agree with my assessment, but this is my assessment. And she can disagree all she wants. I love you, Lori. <laughs> um, but I feel like I tanked. I tanked. I tanked hard. Um, so here are my tips on how not to run a women's circle. Number one, don't assume that you know everything or even a lot of things or even enough to run a women's circle without any training. Um, I thought that just going would be enough and maybe, you know, it is enough for a lot of people. So this is more about knowing yourself. I needed more. I needed outlines. I needed a structure. Uh, my friend did give me what she had. I didn't read enough of it. <laughs> I had a book about how to run and facilitate women's circles, and I had other books that I didn't own but I wanted to own about how to facilitate women's circles, several of which, including the one I did own, that my friend, the former leader, recommended that I read. Guess what? I did not read them. <laughs> um, so this was part the love child of being busy and probably a lot or at least some ego um, and think it'd be enough to like wing it right and it was fine it was fine at first um, but then it was not fine bringing us to tip number two don't take on too much or an extra burden especially if a leadership role is a burden for you if you are an introvert like I am don't do that when you're going through a stressful time um, I in the year I took over the women's circle I had also recently left my marriage of at the time uh, I want to say eight years almost ten years something like that uh, and when I left it was something that had been a long time coming and I felt it would be a healthy step forward and expected to kind of like leave this marriage and again no bad feelings I didn't say I guess I didn't shouldn't say again because I didn't say the again part the first part hopefully I'll edit this out when I listen to it later if not you're welcome for the random uh not very funny amusement um the relationship that ended there's not like wasn't like a terrible horrible marriage we both like co we have kids together we co-parent well um so it wasn't like leaving a traumatic situation or anything like that and so when I left I expected to be like stepping forward into freedom and um you know a new adventure and fresh um opportunity I guess and uh it didn't feel like that at all it felt like death felt like dying which I mean honestly it was death it was the death of our marriage it was the death of our relationship it was um the death of our our dreams that we had founded together when we said I do it was death death and it deserved to be grieved and I didn't give it the time it deserved to to grieve it um also I was uh, so now I was like single for the first time in like nearly a decade I was a mom on her own I mean we have a great relationship uh, my kid's dad and I but that doesn't make me like not single I've, it's really interesting I've talked about my single momness on the internet and some people seem to think I'm not single enough 
like to call myself a single mom I need to like be completely estranged from my kid's dad and it has to be like a train wreck and he has to be abusive and all this terrible stuff um that sounds horrible and I wouldn't wish that on anyone but I'm still gonna take the term single mom because I am not relationally like romantically attached to anyone especially my kid's dad so I'm functionally a single mom um isn't that interesting people get really upset about that I was surprised um I don't know if that's like a usual thing or if it was just the article or the website I wrote this article for anyway that's a tangent but you know so I'm freshly single single mom for the first time having to say goodbye to my kids like on the weekends was heartbreaking um having to have a job as a mom for the first time my kids were very young very very young um we celebrated our youngest boy's first birthday like a week after I moved out so yes they're very young and it was hard and then with all of this stress I um had a massive massive anxiety flare-up massive like darkest point of my anxiety in my entire life and I don't want to say I was suicidal but I got to the point where I was like oh now I understand why people do commit suicide before I didn't really understand I was like oh these people they just need they just need some help they just need to like reach out and it's totally fine and not not to say it's not a big deal but for in my head I couldn't understand why people would resort to harming themselves to the point of their own deaths on purpose to escape whatever they were going through and it was this experience of this dark 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 anxiety that I was like oh now I understand if this continued on for an extended period of time it would be hellish like hell on earth and death quite possibly could have been preferable so it was a it was a dark time and I was like in all of this let me take on this new leadership role of the women's circle so that's my tip is to not do that don't do it if you're already kind of stressed and maxed out tip number three I tried to do it alone not really sure why my friends were very supportive um I sort of let them help by letting uh, uh one of them let me use their space um yeah but I didn't really ask for help I didn't didn't go to the former leader who had passed the circle into me and say hey I'm floundering. I need help. Did I do that? No, I didn't. Should I have? Possibly. Um, I didn't say, hey, self, this circle thing isn't going as smoothly as you maybe expected. Maybe you really should read those books that your former leader suggested you read. (laughs) You know, looking for help. I could have looked for help and I didn't. I just pretended everything was fine. And tip number four, I didn't tell the circle members themselves that I, I was having a hard time with it. I just felt this pressure to, to make it work and to be good at it and to be a success. And I don't, I don't know if that's an ego thing or what, because the women's circle is supposed to be a safe place, a sacred space too, where you can bring your whole self. And if the leader is not going to do that, who else is, you know? And I feel that was a mistake on my part to not reach out to the members, including the ones I didn't know that well, and just be like, hey, this is a situation, I love this group, but I am having a hard time making it work for me on a like 
personal level, as a leader, I'm struggling. It's a challenge. Um, maybe that could have turned some things around. Maybe I would have just felt understood and maybe less pressured. Um, not to say that anyone was pressuring me. There was just my own perception of pressure. Maybe my perception could have changed and the sense of pressure alleviated. I'm not sure. So I wish I had led by example there. Also, tip number five. I keep saying also before each tip, I think, and I don't know why. So sorry for my terrible segues. Number point five. Point, point, tip, tip. Special snazzy tip number five. I was up in the air with my own faith. And again, maybe this wouldn't have been a big deal if I had shared it with the group. And not to say again that um, that women's circles require any sort of a faith. It could be a safe place and special space and sacred space for agnostics, maybe for atheists. I'm not sure they would call it sacred, but they may call it special um, and safe, hopefully. Um, you know, I still was struggling with a sense of mistrust in God, the universe, and everything, whatever you want to call that thing, that everythingness, the thing that is around us, whether that's nature, um, the spiritual higher self that's inside of us, God, goddess, whatever. I didn't trust him, her, it, them, us, and so I felt like a liar. I felt like I was maybe, and not that, again, I keep saying again, why am I saying that, but I felt like I was trying to teach something I wasn't living, and I wasn't even teaching anything faith-wise. I was just like, hey, let's get together and talk about some stuff and do a craft. But even just like a bit of meditating, I was like, oh my god, I, I feel like I'm this sham, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't even know how I feel about how accessing the goddess is really a cool thing or like if that's cool or not I don't know who is the goddess what has she done or not done what is her role in like suffering all that sort of thing wasn't hadn't really come to terms with any of that and was not bringing that with me into my leadership so I felt like a liar and it felt really rotten it felt super super rotten and my final tip I think we're on number six I didn't have fun. I didn't have fun. I made it serious. I made it a pressure thing. I don't know if anyone else felt I was making it serious, but I was being hard on myself about it. Um, I was beating myself up. Um, I was getting anxious about it to the point of feeling physically ill. Like I'd have like gastrointestinal problems every time it was circle day to the point where I'd have to cancel circle. Um, I wasn't having fun. If it's not, like if it's a, a service you're doing and you're, it's not like your job and you don't have to do it and it's supposed to lift people up, I think you should be part of that. And maybe you won't feel uplifting all the time, but it should be something that like adds to your life and isn't a huge, massive drain every single time. I wasn't having fun. I was just letting it be like this huge suck. That's sad. That's just sad. So going forward into the future, I would do some things differently. I wouldn't try to do it by myself. I would check out the rest of my life and make sure that there was there'd be space for an adventure like that. Um, 
I definitely read those books. At least one of them. <laughs> At least one of them, right? Listen to some podcasts, something, something, anything. <laughs> um, yeah, and I would try to just get really real. Try to not be someone else, but be my own version of a women's circle leader. I think maybe part of my problem is um, I was trying to be like the former leader who I love, and I love her style, but we're not the same person. So, of course... Why would I try to make myself be her when I could just be me, right? I was trying to be her, maybe in part, or a Beth version of her, but really it could just be a 100% version of myself and bring that. And that would be different, and maybe different is hard sometimes, but there's also great things in being yourself. I think when we bring our whole selves in, it's magic. It makes magic, and different kind of magic with each person, um, But and that's okay. So those are my, I think, six, maybe seven or five tips on how not to run a women's circle. Hopefully this was slightly amusing and helpful and um, maybe something to think about. Do I still love women's circles? Oh, yes, certainly. When my friend took it back over, did I keep going? Yes, 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 yes. Am I considering trying it again? Also, yes. This is not a, like, don't do that post. It's a, hey, here's maybe a way that we could do it better post. Hope that helps. I love you all. If you want to follow along on my adventures, I am at sheofthewild.com, as always, and also on Facebook under the same name, and Instagram at sheofthewild. Thanks so much, friends. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the She of the Wild podcast. For more inspiration and support for your creative journey, please visit www.sheofthewild.com.